What's up, planner lovers? It's your girl, Sharice, and I'm back for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. I'm really excited about this episode, but let's be honest, when am I not excited, right? This week, we have Keisha from the Paper Planner Essentials magazine, and let me tell you, her story is incredible. I just love how she came up with this magazine to represent all of us planner girls and guys, And of course, how she uses her platform to not only bring awareness to all of the things that are going on in the planner community, but to show up for the girls that look like me. And I'm here for it. So let's get into it. So first, I'm pretty sure that everybody that I know and that's listening to this knows you. But if there there is anyone who doesn't know you, can you introduce yourself? For my audience? Uh, sure. My name is Keisha Green. Um, on Instagram, I'm known as Drink Coffee Make Stuff. And maybe some of your listeners also know me as the creator slash editor of Paper Planner Essentials magazine. Yes, we are totally going to get to that because I absolutely love it. Okay. So... How about you start by telling me, how did you get started planning? Like, how did this all start for you? Um, it all kind of started by accident. Um, my sister, who is also a planner, she's she is actually more of a scrapbooker, um, bought me a happy planner memory-making kit. Um, she had bought it herself, for herself, and she never did use it. And, you know, honestly, it just kind of sat in a corner of my room for at least a few months. And then one day I just, you know, I think it was during the time when I was getting my my daughter, my only daughter, was um, getting ready to graduate. So she was going through prom and all this different stuff. So I said, hey, I'm taking pictures. Why not? Let's just try this memory keeping thing, memory planning. And that's pretty much how I started planning. I had never really been a planner before. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of one of those people that has sticky notes all over the place, um, including my clothes. So, (laughs) so, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would walk around with them stuck to my clothes um, because I would forget. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetful. And that's partly, partly due to a medical condition. Um, that mm-hmm. affects my short-term and long-term memory. So I write everything down. The problem with that was I couldn't remember what I wrote down or where I put it. So, you know, planning actually, you know, really changed uh, my whole walk in life. So it, it that, I guess that's probably why I'm so obsessed with it. But um, it, I'm one of those people who, who really needed something like this creative planning so that's how that's how I got into it no I get that as well I just literally just had this whole conversation with my husband we were just kind of chit-chatting he had told me one thing and literally by the time I got to the bottom of the steps I could not yeah. like recall what he said and I was like listen sometimes you just gotta one make sure I'm paying attention yeah. and number two why do you think I have so many planners and I write so much stuff down because right. I can't remember all this stuff it's like falling out of my ears right. <laughs> well I, I think mine mine had gotten so bad at one point that I um, 
because I'm a teacher lead at school um, where mm-hmm. I teach, I was starting to get people in trouble because I would, for, I would have things that would be due. And of course, I would write them down during the meeting. And by the time I got to my classroom, it was completely gone. And so, you know, I was like, okay, God, something has to change because <laughs> now it's not just me, you know, it's, you know, the people that I work with and, you know, not to mention my family, I was, you know, I didn't remember birthdays and it was just, it was just, um, I would, I would often get told that I was lying when I didn't remember something. Um mm-hmm. But it was just completely gone. It was like it never even happened sometimes. So, but yeah. But to other people, that would look like you and you intentionally forgot. Right. You're just saying that you forgot it so you right. didn't have to deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and my 10, I have a 10 year old. And so, you know, he would tell me something. And then, you know, mm-hmm. 30 minutes later, he was like, Do you remember what I told you? And I'm like, <laughs> And at some point I was like, yeah, I remember, you know, getting agitated. But then I was like, okay, yeah, this is bad if he has to ask me mm-hmm. multiple times. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, especially when they're old enough to understand, like, okay, like, I asked for something or we talked about something. Right. And then you just completely yeah. forgot, like. Well, I didn't remember my kid's birthday, so, Yeah. Oh, gotcha, 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 that, yeah, yeah that it might. was, it was something wrong, <laughs> so, that might be, that might be a little, a red flag yeah, that was, that was not good, because you were kind of involved in that process, yes. so. yeah, I remember the, I would remember the month, or even the week before, and then, you mm-hmm. know, the day would come, and it would be four o'clock before I remembered what day it was, you know, so. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, luckily for you and, you know, for, for the rest of us who you share this hobby with, you found plans. Yes, so yes, I did. that's great. And kudos to your sister for being like, hey, you should try oh, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're, we are partners in crime and crafting, I guess. So. <laughs> right. So she said, no, nope, here it is. This is your thing right yes. here. That's great. Yes. So what inspired you to share this hobby? Like you started your Instagram. What kind of inspired you to do that? Um, I actually, I think I started probably on Facebook. And um, as I said before, my sister was a, is a scrapbooker and so was I. So I was an avid scrapbooker for 20 years. And mm-hmm. during that time, even in the scrapbooking community, um, other than my sister and I, we didn't see a lot of people of color um, doing that. Right. So then when I picked up planning, of course, you know, I'm looking for people that look like me. And I'm like, okay, I know we're out here. Where are we? <laughs> and it was it was kind of hard to find. So I think, you know, not seeing um, African-American women sharing you know, the spreads, like I saw everybody else doing, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to put mine out there and see what happens. And, you know, it, it, I think during that time, it was pretty early on. So within the last couple of years, I've seen a lot more um, African-American women, women of color, um, sharing their things online and so you know like I said it started in Facebook and then I just gradually moved over to Instagram so 
but that's how it has been. Yeah. I guess it was a need to um, search out for, you know, some people I could identify with on another level other than just, you know, the yeah. love of planning. Well, because, you know, people who don't plan think we're crazy. So. Right, they do. <laughs> yeah, and my family included, you know, so they, they are completely dumbfounded of you know, my love for stickers and paper, but, (laughs) but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I think that's how it started, you know, just looking for some people to, um, bond with and, you know, see somebody that, see people that had the passion that I did, but also, you know, see people that, you know, looked like me to do it, so. Absolutely, especially when, when all of the, um, sticker shops and everybody kind of started coming up and over the last few years it's just been so amazing being able to say oh you know what not only is that just not only is that a black girl but she's got curly hair she's you know she got some curves she look like me and then find other black women in the community where you're like wait a minute you like this stuff too so I've actually gotten some friendships from just starting out going you plan I plan too and there you go (laughs) So. so you I love the fact that you reference your planners kind of being like computer tags. Yes. I think that that's amazing and just hilarious. So I, I just need you to tell me, you use 13 planners at, at, at some point. How? How? How and why? <laughs> how and why? Okay. Um, yes. Well, this is pre-COVID. Um, okay. So uh, I had a catch-all planner for home. Um, mm-hmm. I had work planners and I say planners <clears throat> because I think I probably had three different ones just for work. So, okay. right. So I had one for my, you know, the things I had to do in the classroom. I had things that I had to do on the leadership team. There were things that I had to do as far as testing and progress monitoring kids and stuff so everything had to be separate um when when I put things in one planner there wasn't enough room for all the things I needed to write down and then everything was kind of haphazard all over the place so the reason I had so many different ones is because for each area in my life that I needed planning I had a planner so mm-hmm. I actually, I mean, I had, because I have other small businesses, I had a business planner, you know, and, you know, it just kind of evolved. Um, I think, I think that kind of grew out of my need to justify why I had bought so many planners. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really, I mean, I was just buying them and I was just buying every time I saw a new one it was the it was the covers that would really just draw me in I didn't care what they looked like on the inside I just had to have the covers and so um I think after I had so many I was like okay now I have to use them and that really took a couple of years for me to get to the point where you know I was like okay I have them all I need to use them all and you know that that Magic number 13, that's the most I've ever had. But, you know, when I was using them, I used them daily. Um, yeah. 
yeah. And then I transformed. I had the transformer thing, Frankenplan, where I had, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I had everything not related to work in one on on one set of discs, and then all of my work planners mm-hmm. were separate. So, see, I. I'm getting to be a multiple planner notebook person myself. Yay. Like I have, I have a personal one that I realize has to just be. I, I thought I could do like a small one, but I'm like, nope, it needs to be A5 because that's where I put all appointments and my personal stuff. You know, all my self care, all that. And then I have a business planner that I use for any like anything. And um, I'm also like writing uh, a book at the moment, so that stuff goes in there too. Mm-hmm. So any kind of business stuff. And then I also now just bought like a home planner. Uh-huh that I'm using that's strictly for budgeting and meal planning and the cleaning schedule and keeping stuff, track of stuff at the house. And then I was just sitting here thinking like, mm, should I get another memory planner for next year? Cause I've been memory planning. So now we're up to four. Yes. 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 Get them. My planner stack pictures. I'm just, I'm gonna have to step back. Cause it's going to be so many. I'm gonna be looking like I'm in a planner meetup. All by myself. I think so. I think I posted a picture one time and somebody actually, a lot of people, ask me where's your meetup I'm like you know in my craft room (laughs) it's all mine (laughs) so so, you know people think I'm think I'm really crazy but you know there is a method to the madness so then that's that's all that matters is that it works for you right and it's like like you said it's like those computer tabs on my computer at any given moment I may have 20 tabs open you know, mm-hmm. and that drives a lot of people I know crazy, but you know, that's how I function. If it if it's there, it has to stay there until I'm sure I can close it up. Yeah. So Yeah. I've gotten so bad where I if it is distracting me, I'll just open up another window and then put all the tabs I don't need to be looking at at that moment in another window uh-huh. and then close that window. I have to have and everything. Then with those tabs. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. Now I can go to the next window. And, and God forbid my power goes out or something and my computer. Ah, it is, you know, it's like I'm panicking almost because I'm like, I don't know what was there. So, yeah. <laughs> well, see, between our windows and our planners, we got it all together. Yes, we do. Right? That's it. Or at least I it have. appears that way. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you talked a little bit about teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you've gone back to school. You're back kind of in, in the area. Can you tell me tell me a little bit about what's going on, if, if you can, sir? How is that going for you um, with, with teaching during this pandemic? Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, the faculty and staff at my school, we actually went back around August. But our students are all remote. And... Um, Right now, it it really took some training, some heavy training throughout the month of August um, in order to, you know, even get halfway ready um, to do this stuff remotely. We had, in my district, we had a little bit of an experience at the end of last school year. But this year is completely different. We are full on live classes all day long, um, kids are switching classes, and it's it's really neat. I'm a geek, so I'm like, oh, this is so cool um, on one hand. But then on the other hand, when you look at the reality of teachers 
um, who are having to learn and then parents who are yeah. having to learn who may not be computer savvy. Um, it has really, really, really been challenging, really been challenging. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I applaud the parents that we have because, I mean, they are they are hustling. They are really, really trying um, their best to, you know, make this a good experience for their kids. And, you know, hats off to the teachers that I work with. You know, I see them, you know, you the halls are completely empty and all you hear are teachers singing and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, teaching and, you know, students are collaborating, you know, they're in small groups. So, you know, you it's nothing to see a teacher working three different computers at one time. You know, you're wow. watching. You're you you're watching on one. You're teaching from another. You're having a small group session in another one. So it is really 21st, 22nd century stuff, if if that's a thing yet. But yeah, um, yeah. It, it 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 comes with its drawbacks. So you know, suffice it to say, you know, we all want our kids back in the building. Um, right. But, you know, and I think that our school district is being as safe as they possibly can be. Um, so they're making some really good decisions. So, Yeah, there are quite a few people who are still dealing with um, teachers and students and parents mm-hmm. who are dealing with kind of being back in classroom. Yes. And you've seen the stories about how many schools are popping up right. with all these, you know, these positive tests and right. parents are getting worried. Um, you... Um, kind of been doing this for a little bit and I know right now you're obviously teaching virtually but just do you have any advice at all for any of the teachers out there whether they're teaching in classroom or teaching virtually just from your experience or or something you think might help um I had a principal that told me years ago um the best advice I have ever gotten and the one thing that I say to anyone who starts teaching would be blessed are the flexible um, <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, it, if, if you are not flexible and it is not your expectation that things will change from one day to the next, it will drive you crazy and it will make you leave right. the profession. It will definitely make you leave because there is so much change. It is so dynamic from day to day, from, you know, from morning to afternoon. Um, right. and I see a lot of new teachers get frustrated by, the amount of change that happens, but you know that's the dynamics of it. It is ever changing. So, you know, blessed are the flexible. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, with if you have that mindset um, that things need to be done a certain way every time, every day, you have to have a routine. Then that's not going to work because it is always changing. There's always something new, and there's always something that's unexpected you know, to mess up the those perfect lesson plans that you right. that you spent all weekend writing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. at any given moment you've got to flip all of that and do something completely different. So, you know, just being flexible and, you know, making sure that, you know, the the reason for teaching is the students. So Yeah. Won't be for yeah, a <laughs> Listen, <laughs> when I tell you I'm so glad that I became this crafty, super resourceful 
person before I had a child because mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, when you go to school, I'm gonna get that list from your teacher. She will be getting all the cute little cricket yeah, stuff. Right. Like what yeah. you what you need? You need it. You want a Starbucks cup? You want a this? You want a that? What you? Because I just the work, the work that's done in the classrooms. I just think about personally for myself and how much yeah. my life has been influenced by my teachers and my professors in college. Like, that's awesome that you've had that experience. Though. So, yeah, it's real, like, for real. So Yeah. It's, it is probably, and I've had a couple of jobs, this is the hardest thing I have ever done, um, including, you know, raising and caring for seven kids. This is, teaching is the hardest um, because mm-hmm. it does not stay at home. I mean, at school, you know, it comes right. home with you every day. So you have that every day along with your real life. <laughs> so, so, right. Yeah. And you said seven, seven, like the yeah. number seven. The number yes. seven. Yeah. <laughs> my, my husband and I have a blended family. Um, okay. We okay. have seven kids, two granddaughters, two oh. grand dogs. Yes. That's too cute. Yeah. That's so awesome. So luckily, all of them are gone. All of them are, you know, all of the kids are now grown and out of the house. Right. So right now, right. it's just my, my 12-year-old who's with me. So Okay. And so you have little, grown kids and then you have their 12-year-old. Yes. That must be quite the age gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The gap is, let's see, my, like, I have three kids my husband has four okay. so okay. my daughter is tw- my my daughter is 21 and mm-hmm. my son is 12 and then I have oh. an older son who is 20 26 so 26 okay. 12 and uh what's that 21 yeah <laughs> yeah Okay, okay. Well, that sounds like a good, good, good group of ages you got going. <laughs> yeah, and, and we had we had three teenage girls at one time, so I have a lot of gray hair. Ooh. Ooh, yes, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I tell my mom all the time, I don't know how you did it with I don't, me. I don't like, know I, how my mother mm-hmm. did it either. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was thinking about, like, young me, and I was like, see, this one I want to have no little girl, because we're okay. going to fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Once they hit that teenage status, oh my God. Exactly. Everything is like, I was just having a conversation with someone the other day talking about, you know, living over here where we live in Germany and COVID and little kid, he's 14 and his friends just moved away and he's having like an existential crisis because all his friends are gone and like, why do we have to keep moving? Why are my friends moving away? And I'm like, when you're 14, that kind of stuff is like your whole world. Like, because you don't, I mean, you're not an adult. You don't have like other responsibilities yet. So like your friends, your social life, all that stuff is like, that's it for you at that age. They're invested oh in people, so right, right. Oh, wow, I'm telling you, but I don't want to be no teenager no more, so I'm happy. I'm okay, <laughs> I'm right now. You can pay me to do it today. Not, not at all, not at all. So, tell me. So, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Paper Planner Essentials magazine because okay. I love it, and also if you. Um, 
are listening to this now, you will have seen, hopefully, the magazine and have read it. I also have an article in the magazine, and I'm super happy and super excited about that. So, again, it's wonderful. I did see that when you launched your first um, subscription, 5,000 people read and over 300 subscribers on that first issue. Yeah. That it's amazing. Oh, we were. I was floored. I was like, yes, it wasn't just a crazy idea. <laughs> but it, um, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. And I think, you know, at the time, um, it, it seemed to be something that I personally was missing. Um, when when I scrapbooked, you know, 20 years ago, we always my sister and I would always get the scrapbook magazines. Um, back then, it was creating keepsakes and simple scrapbooks, and I still have those magazines to this day that have our layouts in them. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that was, uh, uh, I guess, something I felt that was missing. I was like, okay, what's what could I add to this this great community that's not already out there? And I was like, hey, I'm gonna do a magazine. <laughs> so. You know, with that first launch, it was like, yes, okay. So, you know, it it wasn't just this off-brand idea that I sometimes can come up with. Um, And so I found out, you know, there were some like-minded people like me that thought this was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was a good idea. I love the articles. I love, like all of the things that you put together just kind of bring it all together for us to look at at one place the pictures are awesome like I just think it's awesome so you you said you have a good team of people how did how did it get started um actually okay so of course my sister and I we were kind of the one you know we kind of she kind of helped me you know create like the vision for it um and then Monique May and she's the Mayflow and um, on Instagram, and she's one of my um, creative designers. She was a teacher with me, and so she was kind of like the first person I recruited because I know she's a writer. And so, you know, I, you know, just kind of told her, "Hey, I'm going, I'm going to create a magazine, and you're going to write." And she was like, "Hey, okay." <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, she was a teacher, and I was like, I probably. I probably took advantage of her because, you know, she was new. <laughs> we had to, no, we, we became good friends. And so, you know, she was um, like the third person on the team. And then the other people, well, two ladies, um, I kind of stalked on Instagram. I watched them for a while and I pitched mm-hmm. that idea to them. And that's um, Tamika and she's Cheesy Planning on Instagram. And then Beatrice, she's D Planner Babe. So it was initially the five of us um, who, you know, started putting it out and we did all the content. We sourced, you know, all the layouts. We pretty much did all of that as well as, you know, trying to figure out this social media thing and how to get in on that part. And then um, I think maybe in July, I want to think say it was July or August is when we brought um, brought Franklin 
on the team and he's Sergio Savage Co on Instagram. So mm-hmm. I love him. <laughs> oh yeah, he is uh, he is hilarious. I love him. I love him to death. Love him to death. But you know, that's how we kind of started with me just starting small and then kind of stalking people. <laughs> On um, <laughs> on Instagram, just to see, I wanted somebody who was as passionate about it as I was, and mm-hmm. you know that's kind of what I looked for. Who posted every day? Who, you know, who had these relationships within the community with different people, with a diverse group of people? Um, so yeah, and the fact that you know my, I think part of it part of the initial team and how it was formed goes back to my reason for, you know, searching out people on Facebook and on Instagram is because I wanted people to look like me Um, because that's that I didn't see that. And so my initial, my initial motivation for choosing the people that I did is that I wanted it to be people of color. I wanted it to be, you know, women women of color um mm-hmm. to kind of I don't, I don't want I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this but um kind of <laughs> infiltrate <laughs> you know wanted to you know throw uh th- I wanted to highlight hey we are out here and we do some amazing things and so that's kind of how well, I think you're doing a good job of that. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, you know what? I wanted to showcase that, you know, yeah. we're, we're just dope in the planner game. Like, yeah. And that's what we do it. So. And, you know, that kind of stuff came about late last, what, what was it, this summer maybe, where, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing happened in the planner community. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was, I think, you know, my my frame of mind, my mindset at the time um, wasn't far off from what was actually happening. So, Right, right. Yeah. Well, I absolutely, like I said, I love the magazine. I think Thank the things you. that you're putting out are great, and I'm here for it. I really am. Awesome. Have you learned anything new about the planner world since you kind of started the magazine um, and just gotten different people in you know in the articles have you learned anything that you didn't know before um let's see positive things that I've learned um Mm -hmm. in the in the in the wake of everything that is happening in society around us there are some really really good people um in the planner community. And I just find that, you know, these people have hearts of gold. They are awesome. And, you know, when you go through your day to day, it's hard to kind of see people with the hearts um, of just uh, those giving spirits. Uh, And that's what I've seen a lot of as far as just the planner community itself and planners. Um, I didn't know there were so many names of different planners. <laughs> I mean, you got A5 yeah. and B6, and I still don't know the. I still don't know the difference. I really don't. Um, even though I have a lot of different types of planners, um, mm-hmm. I never knew that there were all these different types of planners and different functionalities and all that, that was all pretty new to me. I was like, yeah. wow, you know, they're 
you use this one for this gun and this for this gun. I was like, okay, you know, I just picked up a notebook maybe, but yeah. So uh, that, that has kind of intrigued me, the different, the different styles, the different types of layouts um, that are available and, you know, that there's a whole community of people that just live for this stuff like me. <laughs> and that see. That's what the that's what I love about this community. I've had several conversations with people just doing the podcast, and they're like, uh-huh. "Oh, when I found this, I just felt like I found my people." And I'm like, "Yes, yes, yes." yes. <laughs> and I've recruited people. I, I I recruit people. I pull them in. Um, Same. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, whatever. Like I've been planning for probably about four or five years, and because I'm always the team lead at school. Um, I give everybody planners, you know, I give everybody planners, I give them stickers, you know, so we have a little cult that I've developed at school (laughs) with, um, with planner people. And, you know, last year, you know, when we were in the classroom, I had, you know, uh, I think I had like 13 girls in my class and they were Mm -hmm. just infatuated with my planners. And so I arranged, and that's why I said this giving spirit, I you know, I kind of got people in the community to donate, different people. And I gave all of them planners last year, planners and stickers. And, you know, they wouldn't go to recess. They'd want to sit down and swap their stickers and plan out their week. And it was just awesome. So that, you know, that's kind of what I did with my sister-in-law, my my friends. You know, they come over and they shop in my room because I have so much right. stuff. But it's right. just the uh, you know the 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 camaraderie of it, I guess, over something so simple. It's just so yeah, simple. like just it's just stationary. It's just paper, but right. everybody loves it. <laughs> just paper and sticker. Everybody loves it. So, so what information are you hoping to cover, but you haven't covered yet in the magazine? If if you um, want to say it, <laughs> um, right. Now, I think what we're what we're planning to do is to do some of those different types of planners. That's that's the thing that's coming out now. Well, that's getting ready to come up in the next few issues, um, like Bujo. Is that it, Bujo? Yeah, bullet journaling. Mm-hmm. Bullet journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to do some of that, and we want to do some um, some TNs. You know, different different types of planning. Um, and I think because in the beginning, everybody on the team, except I think maybe Franklin, um, used Happy Planner exclusively, um, mm-hmm. and so because we were the ones who were putting in the content, that's pretty much what you saw in the magazine. Um, And so now, you know, we're trying to, you know, get different types of, I guess, different styles of planning featured um, from different people. So we're, we're looking to go that route. Like, you know, myself, I have tens, I have pocket notebooks, I have, you know, A5s, I have rings, I have, but I don't use them. So, right. you know, my, my experience with them is very limited. And so right now, um, 
everybody's trying to do something just a little bit different. And because of that, we're kind of branching out, looking for um, different types and styles of planning or okay. planners, shall I say. Okay. So that's well, one thing. I think that'd be great for you to cover kind of more types of planning because there's so many people in the community and so many people who um, do it in, in so many ways. I've discovered a lot. I actually started bullet journaling this year too. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty, but it's functional. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm definitely here for all of that. Yeah, I tried bullet journaling. I just that just that blank page just it just gives me all kind of anxiety. So I was like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> so. When you start looking up, I started looking up just kind of very simple um, and functional spreads. That's when I started to kind of like it because it was like it's got to work for me. And yeah. when when we uh, recently moved, I had to pack up a lot of my planner supplies. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I'm either going to take a whole box of stuff and not have it packed up and try to figure out how to maneuver it in this house with all this new stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to put most of it away and just pack like something, you know, that I need. And so that's kind of where the need for the bullet journal came about. I had my planner. I make my own inserts a lot of times. So I had ran out of my inserts. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pick one of these dotted journals up that I have and I'm going to try it. And looked up some simple things, and I was like, you know what? I kind of like this. It's literally straight and to the point. I miss using my stickers because I'm not using my stickers in there, but it was good for this. I know, right? It was good for this moment because all I needed to do, I just needed to see what's happening today. What do I need to do? You know, what appointments? You know, when you're moving, you got all sorts of stuff going on. Like, you got to clean, you got to get out the old place. And then I got a toddler, so it was like still trying to make sure he had what he needed. So it was just like, yeah. What is functional and useful and not going to be something I got to carry around heavy with a bunch of stickers and a bunch right. of pins? Then I just throw it in my bag, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It, it worked out. But now I'm ready to get back to, to my old stuff. So <laughs> I tell you, that, that blank page just, I guess because I'm kind of a, um, I'm a perfectionist. And I'm trying to get away from that. But, you know, it's there. And as soon as I make one line that is a st- oh, it drives me crazy. So I was like, no. I can't do this. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I got. I. I think what I had to do was just realize that number one, it's it's got to work for me, and mm-hmm. I can't be not. I can't not like my be you know so hard on myself and not like my handwriting and not like this because guess what? Like I gotta. It's it's got to work for me. Yeah. So draw these lines. I just use a ruler and literally a pen. And then what other? It's weird because other people see it. Like I have a friend who is an actual like could be an art teacher. Like, that's how amazing she is at art. She looked at my bullet journal and was like, this is amazing. I love this. I was like, are you serious? That's some lines, oh, I need girl, to look, I and boxes. It literally is just lines and boxes. Ain't no, I don't yeah, draw nothing. But I didn't do but nothing those special. lines and boxes just lay the foundation. See, I could never figure out how to format it, even if I had something to look at. Yeah. You know, it would it would literally drive me crazy i would be i would have anxiety i really would and i would I put it down you. i would put it down yeah. i just I forget this i'm not doing it so and it would you know lead me to just have a complete meltdown i got you <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm not that crazy but 
Well, hopefully there's somebody out there that is listening that may struggle with, you know, the idea of using a bullet journal who maybe can, you know, keep a lookout for the Paper Planner Essentials magazine and see some spreads and see some things that might help them get started. So I'm here for that. Look for for November. I'm definitely here for that. November is going to be a good one. Okay, yes, I'm excited. You hear that? November's going to be a good one. Yes, it is. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I really enjoyed this conversation. I really did. You are welcome. You are welcome. You're a sweetheart. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. It was such a good time. It was such a good time. I had so much fun talking to Keisha. Let me tell you, make sure you check the show notes so you can find out exactly how you can get yourself a copy of the Paper Planner Essentials magazine. Follow her on Instagram. Follow the magazine on Instagram. And also check out all of her amazing staff members. That's it for this week. But hey, thank you for your support. I also want to let you know, again, if you leave a comment or a review on my Instagram or on whatever platform you use to binge this podcast, we'll read it right here on the podcast. And again, if you want to support, make sure you subscribe and hop on over to Instagram, click the link and hit the support button. Until next time, you know what it is. I'm here to talk. If you're here to listen.